Amen. 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 Those were not the people that took membership yesterday, but uh, those were some of the people that have gone through and completed membership, including the pastoral interview. So if those people who were just pictured, if you're here, can you just stand up? We just want to pray. Father, we thank you for every new and renewing member. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here at Redeeming Love. God, we thank you that you are growing this body of believers. And Lord, uh, we just give you glory and honor and praise. We pray the blessing of God upon every individual, Lord, every individual this morning, Lord. Bless them, bless them, bless them. Fill them to overflowing, Lord. Let their cup run over in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, uh, as mentioned, next week we're going to be talking about worship. We're going to be talking about why we worship, how we worship, um, and I'm, hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. So you, we're talking about worship. You're going to want to hear, get here early. And um, But good, good, good. We're so delighted to have Dr. Stephen Slavinsky. Pastor Steve has his Ph.D. He doesn't uh, talk about that much. Uh, he'll never tell you that, so that's why I'm up here. Uh, but come on, Pastor Steve, and give us the word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> First thing I want to do is pray for Pastor Matt and Stacy, because as I'm getting ready to step up here, like so many thoughts are running through my mind. The Spirit's moving. But I just, you know, if I'm going on a trip... I just can't go running helter and skelter. I need a plan. And Lord, I thank you for Pastor Matt and Stacy, as they take the things of the Spirit, put them in order. And there are things that they do. There are things that they don't do. There's places they go. There's places they don't go. And Lord, in order, and I, we thank you for them as they lead on in Jesus' name. Um, so I'm go I have my lesson plan here, so I'm going to do my lesson plan and not deviate <laughs> unless the Spirit leads me. <laughs> then you're in trouble. Um, today's message is sanctification. And that is a big word for something that means something that's set apart, it's cleansed, it's washed, it's, it's literally set apart for a special purpose. Come on. Uh, in the days of uh, the temple in Jerusalem, they had certain objects that were used. They were set apart. And when other kings took over Jerusalem, they took these things apart with them. Guess what? They ran into trouble. But things, you know, set apart. Sanctification as a Christian, um, well, follow your notes, Stephen. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctify you completely, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, I'm made in the image of Christ. That is God's predetermined plan for your life, that you be made in the image of Christ. Now, if there was somebody that was spiritual, it was him. <laughs> I think it was him. Second of all, the mind of Christ, 
Ephesians 4.23. It says to put on the mind of Christ. How do I think? How do I react? What is my emotions? They said, well, you know, they came to kill him. And he goes, it's not my time yet. You don't take it from me. I lay it down. I'm going to Jerusalem. Why, Lord, they want to do this? I'm going there. God has, that's where the Father wants me. And even when he ran in, even when his mind started coming down upon him and he sweat drops of blood, he said, Father, I surrender to you. If this can't pass, let's do it. Let's get it on. And that's our salvation. And my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'll walk in the room. (laughs) Father, Son, Holy Ghost, we walk in together. I'm don't get ahead of myself. Okay. Now, how do I become sanctified and totally put on this, this mindset, this, this attitude, whatever? I transition, if you would, almost instantly from unsaved to saved by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that he died for my sins. Am I now totally renewed? No. No. There are things in my mind, there uh, there are things that I need to get rid of, there's things I need to add. I read a book, Mastery, that, okay, suppose you want to become the world's best golfer. You went out and bought a $2,000 set of golf clubs, a bucket of balls to hit around. Are you now a master at the golf course? What are you going to have to do? Practice. You're going to have to get instruction. Well, let's go out for a picnic. No, I have to go practice on the range. Where are you? I was at the range today. I was, you know, I was taking a video. I was with an instructor. It's a process. Well, I want to shoot, you know, be able to shoot 65. You get that goal, you're going to stop? No, you want to follow the process. You want to get in. Why didn't I shoot 64? Can I be shoot, the first one to shoot a 58? Guess what? I'm going to have to practice. It's not a goal as a Christian to, well, if I can get to where I can pray an hour a day, I've arrived. Hmm. A process. What does God want? How much time does he want me to spend in prayer? Don't get ahead of yourself. Four elements. Four elements. Growing mastery of Christianity. One, instruction. Two, practice. Three, surrender. And four, intentionality. Number one, instruction. I'll we'll cover each one individually. Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. 
Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I remember one story. Um, this guy saved up and saved up, and he bought a cruise. So he gets on the cruise, and he stuffed as much food as he could uh, in his baggage. And he ate and he ate. Finally, in the sixth, seventh day, his food was all moldy and no good. So he went down and ordered the, as much food as he could eat. And he said, call the captain. I'm going to jail. Call the captain. He goes, why are you going to jail? And he says, because I ate the food and I didn't pay for it. He says, excuse me, the food's included on this cruise. What's included in my walk with God? What provisions does he provide? Do I know what he has... Called me to what do I, you know, open up the windows of heaven? My people are destroyed. Do I know I can stand against sickness? Come on. Ooh, I can stand against uh, depression. God has a cure, He has His grace, He has His spirit. Matthew 16, 17, Jesus answered and said to him, to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. When I first became a Christian, I said, I'm going to go to the library. I'm going to get the latest book on Jesus, read it, and I'll be up to date. Yeah, you, you, yeah, we worked through that, right? Glory to God. <laughs> Someplace in Ezekiel it says line upon line, precept upon precept, you know, here a little, there a little. You know, how do I grow? You know, what's the movie? Uh, Shazam, lightning bolt comes down out of heaven, hits me from a carnal weakling to a mighty Christian. Able to leap sickness with a single bound. More powerful than a de- I mean, come on. You know. <laughs> Flesh and blood have not revealed this. Why do you tithe? You know, that is stupid, giving your money to God. You could have more money for yourself. Huh. God says, you give, I'll give. I have a problem. I can't outgive God. You give. You give what you got. And guess what? God can give according to what God directs you to give. I'll talk about intentionality. Well, I'll talk about intentionality a little bit. See, I'm going to give because I know God will give. You know, a hundred times what I give. All right, I'm going to give a hundred dollars. God's going to give me ten thousand. He's going to give me ten thousand. Yeah, I want money. No, I want God. I don't want his gifts. I want God. And as, you know, 
just thinking about husband and wife. I love my wife, and I do things for her because I love her. And in turn, she loves me and does things for me. Is God, I don't know if this is right, is God prostituting me or I'm prostituting God because I want to pay him for something? Ooh. This is, you know, revealed by God. Unless God reveals it to me, I mean, that Elijah, mighty prophet, and, the, and the, the widow's son had died. And he said, God has not revealed this to me. Bad news. God doesn't reveal everything to the pastor, doesn't reveal everything to me. Elders don't know everything. So unless you sometimes tell us, we can't know. He never said, you know, well, if you didn't mention it, I don't know. Unless God reveals it to me. God may say, I want you to pray for so-and-so and put them on my mind for a month, two months, three months. I don't know necessarily what they're going through. And unless they come and reveal it, I don't know. Only God can reveal. There's another scripture here, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent and present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do you study to show yourself approved? Book of Acts, Paul's preaching. The Thessalonians went home that night, opened up their Old Testament, and looked and studied. It's just, was he saying, is it true? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw us under the bus, Pastor Matt. We're doing the uh, membership class, and it says, you know, have you visited me in jail? Have you fed me? Have you clothed me while I'm naked? I looked at Pastor Matt and I said, when did you ever see somebody naked? You know. And we, we looked up the word, and it means bare naked, one. Number two, uh, scantily clothed. Number three, improperly clothed. You know, see somebody in the wintertime, they don't have a jacket on. They don't have gloves for their hands. Yep. You know, uh, they have an old ragged shirt and pants, you know. Uh, so it could mean, but it doesn't necessarily mean. So, you know, we, you got to look up those things. Yeah. What does it mean? What does it say? Yeah. Be diligent to present yourself before. You know, every, I'm reading. Well, I'm, I, okay, I got my three chapters to read today. <sighs> do you present yourself before God and say, God, do you have something to say to me today? Do you present yourself and go before God and say, God, I, I'm looking to see you. I'm looking for your presence. I'm looking, I'm looking to see your glory. I'm looking to see your power. I'm looking to see your mind. I'm looking to see how I can walk in a better way. Walk in a holier way. Walk in a way that's more pleasing to you. Uh, the life of Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul the Apostle. 
He got saved. So, I mean, bam. Next day, he's in a temple talking that Jesus is the Lord. After he got his eyesight back and he's prayed for, he got his eyesight back. Temple proclaiming Jesus is, you know, the resurrected Messiah. He's the one. Whoa. And they wanted to kill him. And they let, had a, put him in a basket and let him outside the wall, the first basket case <laughs> in Scripture. And then he went away three years in the desert studying, looking through Scriptures, seeing where he had been wrong and where God now is leading him what is right. Fourteen years he was probably a... Teacher, maybe an associate pastor, uh, uh, an elder, whatever, uh, a helper in the church. For 14 years, he hung around. And then one day, he's in the temple, or he's in the church, whatever, whatever they, wherever they were. A bunch of prophets, the, some of the apostles, some of the leaders, and they're praying and prophesying. And all of a sudden, they said, set Barnabas and Paul aside. Barnabas was a senior man to start the tour, to start the mission. And there, Barnabas is on the mission. I mean, this is like, what, 17, 20 years later? And then here he is. He's, Barnabas saying, wow, Paul, I, I know you shared a little bit yesterday. Share some more today. What you did was good. It was good. How do we learn? How are we instructed? There are all, all kind of resources. Number one, I believe that, you know, you can read uh, Christian books by Christian authors. You know, I want to, on something on healing, something on forgiveness, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, various authors. Uh, I grew up cutting my spiritual teeth on Watchman Nee. I probably have 30 or 40 of his books, you know, Tozer, you know, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. You know, that, that, that men of God and when, there's some, some uh, female authors I have also that have heard from God, that know of God, that have written the, the heart of God onto words of paper. Sermons, asking others. Pastor, I, I know I've, every once in a while I come, Pastor Matt, what do you think? About, what, what about this? How about that? You know, we're talking, and we're talking about sanctification. And somebody is just newly set aside. Does that mean they're, they can do some Christian work? Mm-hmm. Uh, he necessarily, Pastor Matt, going to say, okay, get up here and, you know, uh, do a 12-series uh, uh, sermon on this or whatever? Probably not. He wants to know them. He wants to hear their heart. What is their knowledge? What do they know? You know, how, uh, don't get ahead of yourself, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Asking others. Number two. Practice. Habit. Hmm. This guy is driving. 
in New York City. He's going to the music hall, and he gets lost. So he stops, and he says, calls the cop over, and he says, excuse me, sir, how do I get to Carnegie Hall? Cop looks at him and says, practice. I want to be a world-class musician, a pianist. Guess what? I'm going to have to practice. Yes. Oh. Uh, huh. I got news. Practice makes permanent. It doesn't make per. If you practice something perfectly, it will be, but if you practice it wrong, you just learned it wrong. If I don't know the word of God correctly, and I practice it, it's, there, there's one, you know, money is evil. No, the love of money. Money is not evil. A car is not evil. An education is not evil. But if I make that the God of my life, that becomes evil. That becomes an influence that will tear my life down. What things can I practice? Prayer. Worship. Bible reading, Bible study, tithing, sobriety, kind. Just go and look at all the uh, the uh, beatitudes look at all the things that you know the, the fruits of the spirit what can i practice yeah. practice patience driving down Hoosick street <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> we got behind one this morning coming to church oh in Waterville, oh. when he turned off, both Mary and I said, "Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> However, and I'm gonna, I, you know, if you want to start adding a new habit to your life, you know, I'm gonna pray more. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna pray four hours straight today. If you haven't spent five minutes a day in the last 20 years, and now you want to do four hours for the next, ain't going to work. <laughs> ain't going to happen. After about three minutes, it's like, oh, oh yeah. How do you eat an elephant sandwich? One bite at a time. You have a big chore, you don't try to chomp down the whole thing at once. I break it apart, piece by piece by piece by piece. Okay, let's start. You know, okay, I want to I increase my prayer time. How much? I want to make a habit of prayer. All right, let's start with, let's get up five minutes early in the morning and spend, you know, five minutes. If I haven't done any before, five minutes. Let's start it. Well, it's not working in the morning. Okay, let's spend at night. Before I'm going to set this time, you know. Be able to adjust yourself. 
If it's not working, find out why and do something that makes it work. Yeah. Well, morning didn't work because I'm not, 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 not this. You know. All right. Find a time when it will work. I don't know when. Ask the Holy Spirit. Whew. There's a great thought. Lord, what you know, Lord, what do you want me to start doing? You know, what you want me to start reading more Old Testament, New Testament? Do you want me to start reading some other books? You want me to listen to Pastor Matt's sermon all over again? Oh. Hallelujah. Yeah, I can do that. First Timothy four, fourteen and fifteen. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the elders. I want to stop right there. Do not neglect. You mean that he had something given to him through the laying on of hands by the elders, through prophecy, that he, a gift he wasn't using? Do not neglect. Start using it. And then, this is the one, I, I, I was talking to Mary this morning, my wife, and um, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. There's a song, you know, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Whoa. Does the world know that I'm a Christian? Do they know that, does it, do other Christians know that I'm growing? Wow. That was awesome. They walk up to you and they, I mean, Jesus walked in the place. They knew somebody special was there. I mean, when the, when the thieves, or when they, uh, they came to take Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane, they were looking for Jesus. I am he. Power of God was in him. <laughs> Woo! I mean... I looked at that. Can you tell that I'm progressing in God? Come on. I, I, I just sat there and I said, how? Ah. You know, if you're a musician, I can tell you, wow, that was really great. You know, that singing was good. The playing, man, that piano. I like the way you, know, you blended in the keys, you know. The voice, yeah. How my, how they, got, Lord, show me how to walk as a Christian so that others will know I'm a Christian and I'm growing. Am I progressing? And I, I mean, I was challenged by that. How are you going to know? Okay, here I'm going to get in trouble. But anyway, number three, surrender. Yeah. 
Three things you have to surrender to. Number one, the goal or the process. If you want to become a world-class piano player, guess what you're going to have to do? Practice. You're going to have to surrender. You're going to have, that's going to have to be your life. You're going to have to play. You're going to have to practice. You're going to, you're going to, scales. Okay, you did that once. No, do it 500 times. So your fingers know, you don't, can you see one of these concert pianists going, Man, they're, they're having fun. They're playing. They're letting their very soul into that piano. Am I letting my very soul and being into my life as a Christian? I surrender to the goal. Well, I'll tell a story on myself. Um... I drive the bus, or I used to drive the, for uh, light, ultrasound, we drive the bus and, you know, uh, pregnancy testing and whatever, ultrasounds. <sighs> Except when October came around, and it was nice days, and I wanted to go deer hunting, and they called up and said, we're driving the bus today. Okay. See, I surrendered to the goal. My goal was to drive that bus because God wanted me to. Drive that bus to save babies. Drive that bus so that women could get care. The rest is immaterial. Am I surrendered to what God has called me to? I want to be a pastor. Well, that means you need some education. That means you need some instruction. That means you need to practice. That means you need to, well, it's the goal. I need to surrender to the goal. I need to surrender to the word. I'll, I'll, I'll. Do a little bit of your job, Pastor Matt. The word says I need to tithe. You're after my money. No, it's not yours. It's God's. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah, but come on. You know, everybody's doing it. It says to pray for my world leaders. I'm going to go down a rabbit trail. Uh, <laughs> one, I hate that leader. I don't. Uh, imagine Christianity 101. God hates sin. He hates it so much that he gave his only begotten son to die for us. Hallelujah. My backup. Uh, <laughs> His only begotten son. He loved us so much. He loved 
me, but he hated the sin. He loves the world, but he hates the sin. I need to love literally the world, but I hate the sin. God didn't hate me because I sinned. He loved me, but he hated the sin. And he provided the blood of Jesus. He provided his, yeah, the blood for my sacrifice so that sin could be washed away and that I could be clean and sanctified before him. You can't say, I have no forgiveness for so-and-so. No, you need to love them as the word says. You may not, you may not, you may hate, you, you can hate what they've, the sin. But you need to love that person. You need to forgive that person. You need to reach out towards that person. That's my thought. I just, hallelujah. Want to discuss that? We can discuss that later. Hallelujah. Surrender to the word. Surrenders third to God. Lord, help me with this part. Um, Galatians 2.2. 2. This is Paul. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who are of reputation, lest by any means I might run and had run in vain. By revelation, Paul was directed to do this by the Spirit. How many of us, how many of you, how many of me, would take my total ministry and come up and say, Pastor Matt, have I run correctly or not? And totally submit to him. How many of us would take everything that we are in Christ and to submit it under the direction of God to this church? Or this church is submitted to another organization, MFI? How many of us would take our total being of Christianity and give it to another person and say, what do you think? As directed by God. Well, as long as they agree with me. I, I remember years ago. <laughs> I remember years ago, this one person I knew kept going from preacher to preacher to preacher to preacher for advice until they heard what they wanted to hear. <laughs> you keep going, you'll find somebody that'll agree with you. Yep. They'll agree. Oh, yes, okay, you're fine. You're, that's all right. You know, every... You know, everybody does a little drugs and gets drunk, you know, and runs around. That's all right. You'll find somebody that will agree with you. But are you submitted? I know Pastor Matt and I were discussing that, and it's like um, I know some people that are lone rangers. 
me and Jesus. Well, I wonder what they'd do if they were this person. I want you to take everything and submit it to No, because I and Jesus are... Look at all I've done. I, we probably, Pastor Matt and I both agree. I agree with you, Pastor Matt, that they would have more fruit if they were submitted. I mean, if I needed help, I needed prayer, I needed some advice, I needed to talk to somebody, there's probably about a dozen people I could just, you know, boom, you know, I'd want to go get, talk to that person, talk. What do you think, you know? You're the Lone Ranger. Whoo. Number four, intentionality. I think I've, I've mentioned a little bit of this. I want to join the worship team because chicks really dig guys on the worship team. <laughs> Man, they'll come, they'll come screaming, you know. I can play guitar, I can play accordion. Uh, I've been doing accordion for 70 years. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> Man, everybody will really dig it if I, you know. Ooh. There's no laughing in church. Oh, yes, there is. I, I, we, we went through that yesterday. Isn't this, Isn't this church? Hallelujah. <laughs> Intentionality. My goal, as I mentioned earlier, is to know Christ in his ways. God, I need a million dollars. Why? Uh... I, I want to buy a brand new car. Why? Uh, God, I want to go splash some money around. Why? <laughs> What's my attitude? What's my intention? Come on. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. If you get instruction... You get new practices in your life, or you continue the practices in your life for growing in God. You surrender where God tells you to surrender. And you have an intentionality of knowing God, you're going to excel. You will grow. You will be able to do. How did you get there? Very simple. I surrendered to God. He gave me new habits. I got good instruction, and I'm seeking him for his face. I'm going to do this backwards because I, I want to do this one part backwards. I see Christianity as four parts. There are the lost and the saved. Number one, you get saved. You go from being hell-bound to heavenly seated. Number two, you walk through the process, grow in God. Number three, you graduate, you go to heaven. And number four, you get rewards. Spending time with God for eternity. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but number one 
if you've never given your life to Christ, you can start the process right now. You believe that he died on the cross for your sins, that the blood of Jesus covers your sins, that, that, it, that takes you from one place and seats you in another. This is your day. You can go from the lost to the saved. Lord, I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life that you died on the cross for my sins. You rose on the third day, and by your blood, I am cleansed. I am sanctified. I am heaven-bound. If you've done that today, I'm not asking you to stand, but I'm asking you to fill out on the, on the uh, engage sheet. I am saved. Pastor Matt's going to write you a personal letter and send you some uh, literature on what it means, what it's about. Now, the other half of those of us are saved. I'm going to close with this scripture, Galatians 1.24. And they glorified God. <sighs> because of you and your life and the way you live, the way you talk, they glorify God. In Jesus' name.